powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Let's make this confession of faith. I challenge you, church, to faithful church attendance. Sundays, Wednesdays. Sundays, Wednesdays. Say faithful attendance challenge you to do that and then challenge you to be on prayer on Monday nights. If you can't be on Monday nights because you work or because you're in the process of purchasing the company you work for. What what I'm going to ask that you do is I'm going to ask that you go back and look at the replay. Amen. Let's make this confession of faith. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word. Say it with me. Which is the lamp to my feet and light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Remain standing for just, or excuse me, remain seated for just a minute. I'm so used to some more autopilot. But Romans 12 and 9. We looked at this on Sunday, and we borrowed something from Prophet Drake. Romans 12 and 9, it says, let love be genuine. Say, no fake love in this new year. Abhor or hate what is evil and hold fast to what is good. Hold fast means you got, watch this, it's going to be easy to flee from you, so you're going to have to be intentional about holding on to it. All right? Which means if you're going to love better, who's committed to loving better this year than you've ever loved? Who's committed to loving yourself better than you've ever loved? Watch this. Who's committed to loving Jesus better than you've ever loved him? Say, that's my 2019. Father, in Jesus' name, tonight I pray that you would take us further as we are in this revolution of relationships tonight. Speak to us with clarity. Speak to us with power. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody sit. Amen. Uh, uh, We're in this relationship revolution Wednesday, which is a sudden, say sudden, complete and drastic change in the way that we relate to one another. And today we're talking love languages. Love has a language. Say love has a language. On Sunday, we learned three things that I want to go deeper in today. First, that genuine love starts with God. You cannot genuinely give anybody love if you do not have God. How do we know? The Bible says, for God is love, which means if I do not have God, I do not have love. The most somebody that doesn't know Jesus can give you is strong like. 
Titus 3, uh, verses 4 and 5 says, When the goodness of, and loving kindness of our God and Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. In other words, we learn on Sunday that God does not save us because of something that we do. He saves us and loves us. Watch this, just because of who he is. Proof of his love is what he does. 2,000 years ago, God had the option, say option. He had the option to come down to earth in the form of a man. Think about it. Who would leave perfection to come down to mess? He decided to step into a body and become this body called Jesus the Christ. Jesus, the anointed one, his anointing and his anointed. And he said, I'm going to give my life for them. Check it out. God says, I know they're never going to do everything right. So what I'm going to do is do it myself. Have you ever been telling somebody to do something and you said, you ain't getting this. I'm just going to do it myself. That's what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. He said, they are not getting it. And he said, rather than them keep beating themselves up from what they're not, I'm going to come do it for them. And if they'll receive me, they get to live as if they were perfect like I live. Which is why the Bible says he imputes his righteousness for us, which means stop saying you're a sinner. No, you're not. Somebody say, that's not me anymore. Say it like you mean it. Say, that's not me anymore. In fact, you are the righteousness of God. What's that mean? I'm in right standing. So that when I pray, I don't pray, watch this, thinking about everything bad I've done because he's not. When I pray, I don't think about every sin I committed because he's not. When I pray, I can boldly approach the throne of grace and obtain mercy in my time of need. And because he gave me unconditional love, that's a gift. Say it's a gift. But Sunday church, we learn that we have to love him back. Nobody likes being in a one-sided relationship. Nobody likes paying for everything, doing everything, making everything happen, and the other party don't do nothing. That's called ratchet. How many of us, let's be honest, we've ever had a friendship where that's the way it was? You did everything, and I says, and when you needed something from them, they didn't answer the phone. Y'all not talking. When you needed something from them, all of a sudden, now they busy. You're like, you sure got busy, did not have no business. I'm just trying to figure out how you this busy. Watch. So we can't just receive his love. We've also got to give love. Say, I got a lot of love to give. And the way we give God love is in what we do. See, when we lift our hands, that's awesome. When we say, Lord, I love you, that's awesome. When we sing, I love you, Jesus, I worship man, adore you, that's awesome. When we clap, that's awesome. When we dance, that's awesome. But God says, here's how I know you really love me, is you do what I say. 1 John 5 and 3. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. In other words, Lord, I do what you say. And in doing what you say, check this out, church, and doing what you say is not a burden. You ever had somebody do something for you, and when they were doing it for you, essentially, they, they got an attitude like they're doing you a favor. You know, you, you know, you know, you know, they keep reminding you of what they did for you. They bringing it up. That was seven years ago. They still bringing it up. You remember that one time I gave you that ride? God says his commandments are not burdensome. Proof that we love God is that we make what's important to him important to us. And I said this on Sunday. I want to say it again. If you're a good Christian first, you'll become good at everything else. If you reverse the order, you'll fail at both. Most people are trying to be better wives instead of being better Christians first. You're going to have a difficult time being a good wife if you, don't, if you ain't a good Christian. It's quiet. Most people are trying to be good parents before they are good Christians. And the reality is, is that if I get this vertical right, the horizontal is going to fix itself. 
it's going to be hard to treat you bad when I really love Jesus because every time I want to treat you bad, Jesus is going to be like, mm-mm, going to need you to change that up. Matthew twenty-two thirty-six. 36, they asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And he sums it up. He says, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. And then he goes on and says, and the second is like it, that you would love your neighbor as yourself. Now, as is a what? Mathematical equation, church. So I can't give you what I don't give me because the math doesn't add up. Can I tell you what most of your frustration in relationships have been? Is that you've been asking people to give you what they don't give themselves. How you want them to be loyal to you, they're not loyal to self. How you want them to be consistent with you, they're not consistent with themselves. That's why if you're dating and you want to know whether or not they're a good pick, look at how they treat, watch this, themselves. Because how they treat themselves is the best they will ever be able to treat you. Because the Bible says, love your neighbor as, as yourself. Now, there's some Greek words for love that I want to give you. Greek is the language of our New Testament. Stick with me. You're going to shout in a minute. There's some Greek words for love. Say Greek. The Greeks were interesting because they had a very interesting culture. They, they, were, they were wild. The, the Greeks, can I just say how I want to say it? The Greeks were freaks. Okay, that's too much. All right. When they would go at Corinth, y'all know the book of Corinthians? All right, when they would go to church at Corinth, the temple, okay? When they would go to the temple, they had a thousand, watch this, temple prostitutes. So, watch what would happen. The women would go in the temple. The men would be held up. Now, this is in your Bible. What would happen is that the Greeks were like, you missed it. Because it's so real, you're like, for real? The Greeks would be like, boom. The Greeks uh, had these very... Uh, Different views of love and relationships than we do. The Greeks would say, I like her today. I like her today. I like all y'all today. That was Monday. Tuesday, I like all y'all today. Got it? And it was baked into the culture. So the Apostle Paul, when he's teaching them about relationships, he's teaching them something very different than what they're used to. He's telling them, watch this, let things be done decently and in order. Order? They were gifted, watch this, but they were sloppy. They were gifted, but watch this, they didn't have self-control. Can I tell you that if you're creative and gifted, one of your greatest difficulties is going to be with yourself? Because you're going to have to constantly and consistently discipline you because you is going to want to do this, that, and the other. And let me tell you when you're most vulnerable, after you've done something great, after you've done something great, you're most vulnerable because your flesh is at its weakest. Can I talk to some real people tonight that are gifted and that are creative and that God has something great in them? You got to be careful that you don't become your own self-destruction. So the Greeks had multiple words for love because it fit their culture. The first was eros. Eros is where we get this word erotic. But it just means desire for. And that doesn't always mean sexual or physical. Okay? It just means desire. Okay? Second word they had for love was this word storge. S-T-O-R-G-E. It's a natural affection. It's like a parent to a child. It's a natural affection. A parent will kiss their child. A parent will hug their child. That's natural affection. The third is philea, where we get our word Philadelphia, the city of 
Brotherly love. Got it? That's the same meaning there. Here's what it means specifically. Check it out. Loyalty. Uh, Phileia means loyalty. So the Greek said, watch this. There is a love, watch this, and that love requires loyalty. Loyalty means I choose you and I keep choosing you over and over and over again. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about, watch this, all the loyal people God's bringing into my life in 2019. Because let's tell the truth, church, we've dealt with a lot of disloyal people in our past, but is there anybody that can be thankful that in 2019, you got some loyal people coming, some loyal friends, some lo somebody say loyalty's coming in 2019. Then the, the fourth word they had for love is agape. Agape is the love of God for humans. Check it out. But it's the human reciprocal for God. Here's what it means. Unconditional love. Wow unconditional I love you in the discussion conditional love says I love you comma until I love you comma but and the difficult thing with understanding agape love is that most of us has never experienced what real unconditional love watch this looks like here sometimes we understand it from God say I'm loved unconditionally there's nothing you can do that's going to make God stop loving you. Now, the quality of life you live, though, now that's totally based on your choices. Don't put God's love and your quality of life in the same category. Those are two different things. See, if you make crazy choices, God will love you, but it'll be like, this guy, this person here, I love them, but they crazy. I love them, but they don't know how to pick people. I love them, but they don't know how to treat people. I love them, but they don't know how to make good relationship decisions. I still love them, but the quality of life they live is predicated upon the choices they make. I need you to say this over your life. Say, I'm making better choices in 2019. Say, I'm making my best choices in 2019. So genuine love, uh, watch this, desire for. God desires you. Say, he desires me. Somebody you love, you should desire to be in their presence. If you don't, something's wrong. If you enjoy their absence more than their presence, something is wrong. Then storage, natural effects, and people that you love, there shouldn't be anything wrong with expressing that. There shouldn't be anything wrong with hugging. Y'all not talking to me. There shouldn't be anything wrong with shaking their hand. Watch this. Philea, if you love somebody, you've got to be loyal to them, which means, watch this. Right now, I want to talk to you in some known tongues, but I love you, and I'm loyal to you, which means if I see something else crossing the street, I didn't even look that way because that ain't where my loyalty is. My loyalty is to you, which means, watch this, you know you got a real love, whether it's a friend or a dating or a marriage or whatever, when they can, watch this, have options and still pick you. Can I tell you the greatest type of love is not when somebody needs you, but it's when somebody says, I want you. I'm not with you because this is convenient for business. I'm with you because you're who I pick. I'm with you because you're who I want. I got options. We all got options, but I choose you. And you know what you're going to do in 2019? You're going to start choosing you. What does that mean? I'm going to make sure I love myself because I can't give to somebody else what I don't give to myself. If I don't take care of me, baby, I can't do nothing for you, which means I'm going to make sure I'm in my right mind. I'm going to make sure that I'm in my word. Why? Because I got to pick me so I can be good to you. And then this agape, I ain't even going to play with you. This unconditional thing takes work. So I'm not even going to, we ain't even, our faith confession is we working on that. 
Someone say, I'm working on that. Don't think that longevity means success. Okay? A lot of times in relationships, people say, oh, this couple been together for 50 years. They ain't slept in the same room for 48 of them years. That ain't love. That's convenience. Come on here. Say, I'm working on unconditional love. You know why it takes work? Because that's we love ourselves conditionally. How many people, watch this, you've been cruel to you in the last 12 months? Tell you. How many people you said a negative word about yourself last 12 months? So no wonder why, if you call on yourself, bleep, 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 bleep. No wonder why when you're talking to somebody else, it just comes out. Because it's in you. So watch this. Say, I'm loved unconditionally. Say, I'm going to love myself unconditionally so I can give unconditional love. Parents, you, you sometimes see this with your kids. It's the same way with God with us. If sometimes they can work you, they can work your last nerve. And you know what you're going to keep doing? Loving them. And I'm talking to somebody in the overflow on Wednesday. You're loved, and you got to give love unconditionally. How can I give it? Because I received it. Got it? What does unconditional love look like? Because I want to deal with this. It doesn't mean that I condone what you're doing. It just means I choose you while you're doing it. Come on here. See, it doesn't mean, see, if somebody's acting crazy, love don't mean you just sit there and just, no. Love means you acting a fool. You need to get yourself together. I'm not having all that. Were you leaving? No, but you better get your stuff together because ain't nobody going to. See, we think unconditional love means I can't tell the truth. But, but that means, watch this, uh, I can tell the truth and still choose you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right, second thing we learned on Sunday is that fake love is easy to find. Romans 12, 9, let love be genuine. So there's fake love, and it's like having a genuine next to a counterfeit. Remember we looked at that on Sunday? I want you to think about money. Somebody say money. You can't take a fake dollar bill and go use it. I tried. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I didn't. Can you imagine somebody bringing you some Monopoly and say, here go that $50 I owe you? You look at them and say, I can't use this. That's what fake love is like. When I need to use it, it doesn't work. When I need you to be there, you're not there. When I need you to pray for me, you won't pray. When I need you to do your part, you won't do it. So check this out. Say fake love. It's easy to find. So, so check this out. It's like having a genuine next door counterfeit. And I said this to you on Sunday. I want to say it again. Don't believe in people anymore, Wednesday. Believe in what they do. Why? Matthew 12, 33. Know people by their fruit. What's fruit? Their results. Most of us, here's what we love. Potential. And in loving potential, watch this, you never actually end up knowing the person. You're loving what you hope they become. Did you hear what I just said? Many of us, watch this, we love the potential of the friend they could be because we want a friend. Some of you dating folk, you love the potential of what they could be because you won't bay. It's wintertime. It's quiet. Married people, some of you got to go do some work in the foundation of your marriage. Because this series is revealing to you that you actually never met them. You met them two weeks ago. 
Y'all haven't been together nine years. But you just met them. Because for years, all you've known is the potential. Who you hope she'd be. Who you'd hope he'd be. And Jesus says, don't believe what they say. Watch what they do. Let's go to second gear. Touch the neighbor and say, watch what they do. Watch this. Single people, if somebody comes to you and says, I'm interested in you, say, that's nice. Watch them. Here's what most of y'all do. Well, call me. Here it is. And here's my Instagram. And here's all this. And here's that. And come on over. Let me make your dinner on Friday. I make a macaroni and cheese, greens, cornbread. <laughs> you didn't watch them, so you couldn't inspect fruit. Got it? In business deals, look at the fruit. In friendships, look at the fruit. If none of the other friendships have ever worked with anybody, ever, what makes you think you're going to be the first friend? And they're going to tell you their sad story, and you're going to believe it. I used to. Watch this. When God wants to reveal fake love to you, Here's what God does, and, and I need you to catch this. I said this on Sunday. I'm going to move to new stuff tonight. 1 Corinthians 11, 9, 11, 19. For there must be factions among you in order to recognize those that are genuine among you. Here's the best thing that could ever happen to you. A fight. The best thing Wednesday night, best thing Dallas, best thing Facebook Live that could ever happen to you is a misunderstanding. Because if they run away without talking to you, it wasn't real in the first place. Come on here, Wednesday. If they talking trash about you and never even check with you, this wasn't real in the first place. If they're all of a sudden now spreading gossip and rumors about you and they never had a conversation with you, it was never real in the first place. Because if it's real, you'll be able to survive the conflict. You'll be able to survive the fallout. Married couples, the best thing that could ever happen to you is y'all saying, I'm done with you. <gasps> Bishop, why would you say that? Because now you're going to see what's real. Or you're going to leave me now, make you famous. Like you're going to leave me like the rest of them suckers. <laughs> what's love got to do with it? Best thing that could ever happen in your friendship is y'all get in an argument. See what happens after that. If they text you later talking about, I was wrong, I apologize, or you text them, I was wrong, I apologize, let's go eat. Food fixes a whole lot. Yeah. Touch your neighbor and say, I know that's right. Some of y'all got bad attitudes because you're hungry all the time. You, I know you want to be green and eat clean, but sometimes you just need to <laughs> say, not today. Say, that's the best thing. Conflict is the best thing that could ever happen to you the best thing. Leaders, it's the best thing that could ever happen to those that you lead. Conflict. Because now I know if it's real. I know if all of that talk was real now. So what you gonna do now? No, you, oh, you mad now, so what you gonna do? Oh, you going? Oh, okay. Okay. And let me tell you what you're not gonna do in 2019. You are not chasing anybody. If they walk, God bless you. Be encouraged. Keep God first, but I'm not chasing you. Why? Because if you were with me, you couldn't have walked away from me. Ah. Say, I need real love. Don't chase nobody. Now, don't use that as a reason to treat people bad. Say, you going to go? 
Because y'all know what I'm telling the truth right there. That some people, you know, no, 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 that's not an excuse. Here's the third thing that we learned on Sunday, and then we're done. Genuine love is shown, not just said. Colossians 3.14 shows us that love is not an emotion or a feeling. Stop saying that. Stop saying, I, I just feel love in my heart. You need to go see somebody about that. You got heartburn. <laughs> All right? I just feel. Touch your neighbor and say, stop talking about your feelings. Why, Bishop? Feelings fool you. I did a whole series on it called emojis. Your emotions are up and down. They're left and right. They're erratic. Uh, they're, they're enigmatic, which means that they're mysterious. You can't trust them. And they are often evasive. Did you hear what I just said? They're enigmatic. They're mysterious. They're erratic. They go up and down. And they're evasive. Your emotions never want to deal with the real issue. Your emotions are always avoiding. Let me prove it to you. When you're emotional, I just need some time. You're evasive. You're avoiding the real issue. So stop talking about your feelings. Stop talking about your emotions. Check this out. Love is a decision that we keep deciding. Because the Bible says in Colossians 3.14, put on love. You remember that analogy? Remember that example I gave you on Sunday where I put love on? Say, I got to put it on. Which means when you want to be mad, love says, put me on. When you want to go off, love says, put me on. When you want to say, I can't, I'm sick of these people. You got to put love on. When you feel like you got to give up, you got to put love on. Somebody say, I got to put it on. First John 3, 18, little children, let us not love in word or, or talk, but in deed and truth. So we learned on Sunday, talk is cheap, action speak, because love is a verb. Love, listen to me, love has languages. And languages must be learned. How many people, when you came out of your mother's womb, you spoke great, whatever your native language is, English, Spanish, whatever. How many of you, when you came out, you were like, it's good to be here. <laughs> Nobody. Right? Nobody. How many people, when you came out of your mother's womb, uh, you were speaking full sentences? You had to what? Learn the language. Say love is the same way. Same and here's the deal. Most of us never learned how to speak love because we were so busy trying to feel it. Languages must be learned, and according to Dr. Gary Chapman, people receive love in one or more of five primary ways. And I've taught on these before, but they're also clearly seen in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 10. You can go read that in your own time. There's five love languages, and here's what I need you to know. In just a moment, you're going to get a message from the church. If you got the mobile app, that's going to give you the test so you can know your love languages. How much does it cost, Bishop? Say it's free. free. So that means you're going to take it, right? Right. All right. Watch this. Most of us operate this way. We don't ask. We don't tell. I don't ask you how you want to be loved. I don't tell you how I want to be loved. Here's what I say. Well, you should know. I wish y'all would talk to me Wednesday. I, I'm talking real slow because I need y'all to get it. I, I, I'm, I'm, are y'all here? Here's what we do. Most of us, we never tell anybody, you know what, I really like when you encourage me. Instead, you get an attitude when they don't. So you didn't like the meatloaf? Huh. Y'all not talking to me Wednesday night. I, I know this ain't about cash, cars, and clothes, but this is going to help you get good love. Somebody say, I need real love this year. Okay. Uh, the first is words of affirmation. Love speaks. What is affirmation? I make you feel affirmed. I make you secure in who you are. Watch this to me. So words of affirmation, watch this, say, you did a great job. Words of affirmation say, I love the way you make this cornbread. God, talk. Make that cornbread. I, 
What? Love affirms. Say words of affirmation. Can I tell you the truth? Many men, we won't admit it, but let's just, fellas, you at Harvest, you can tell the truth. We like words of affirmation. That's why often when men cheat, they don't cheat with a woman that looks better. They cheat with a woman that speaks to him. Y'all not talking to me. She speaks life into him. Men, we sometimes need lots of affirmation. Why? Because many times there's a lack of affirmation that came from the Father in your life. And so sometimes you're vacant affirmation. So because you're vacant affirmation, you walk around insecure. And when you walk around insecure, you always walk around looking for somebody to co-sign. Man, we need words of affirmation. Ladies, many people, that's their primary love language. Words of affirmation. Love speaks. Would you practice it on your left and your right? Find something to affirm in them. Compliment. Would you do that? Would you do that real quick? Please, would you do it? Please. Don't make me, don't make me be Keith Sweat. <laughs> don't make me be James Brown. <laughs> don't make me beg you. Baby, baby, baby. All right. Amen. Say love speaks. Love speaks. Let me speak into some men tonight. You're good enough. You got what it takes. You're strong enough. You're wise enough. You don't have to walk around faking it. You got it. Can I speak into some men tonight? You're a gladiator. You're a warrior. You took some L's, but you're about to bounce back. You've fallen down, but you're about to get back up. You're a great leader. You're a great husband. You're a great father. You're a great son. Can I speak life into some men tonight? Give God praise for men tonight. I, yeah. Before Jesus started in ministry, his daddy told him he was good. This is my son. He said, this is who he is to me. Hear him. And he couldn't, watch this, be activated until he was affirmed. Because if he wasn't affirmed, he was going to spend his whole life hurting people because he didn't know who he was. Here's the second love language, quality time. Love spends time. Now, everybody don't like that. Got it? That's why you need to know your language. Say, I have my language. Come on, talk to me, church. Say, I have my language. Love spends time. This is typically one that's a little bit higher for women, typically. Generally speaking, you know, you want time. All the time. All the time. Okay, when they're on break, you want to hear from them. When they're walking back in from break, you want to hear from them. <laughs> when they go to lunch, you want to hear from them. After they finish eating, you want to hear from them. When they're in the bathroom, you want them to. <laughs> Y'all not talking. Quality time. And sometimes y'all ain't doing nothing. What are we going to do? Nothing. <laughs> but remember, this isn't just romantic relationships. This is all relationships. Some people need time. Third love language, receiving gifts. That's mine. In case you're wondering. <laughs> In case you're wondering. That's my, I took the test. I know. That's mine. You want to tell me you love me? Show me. <laughs> that's just my language. Quality time, I'm good. <laughs> I got stuff to do. Words of affirmation, I'm affirm. I'm fine. You want to tell me you love me? Show me. 
Receiving gifts. Now, some people aren't like this. So some people, you give them a gift, oh, you didn't have to do that. Because this is my love language. Thank you. I feel a love. That's just my language. Don't hate on me because that's my language. See, you'll call somebody that that's their love language. You'll say they're materialistic. No, they're not. That's just how they know you love them. Okay? So you can't look at somebody and say, they always want something. No, that's how they know you want them. Fourth love language. Y'all hear? Acts of service. Doing something for them. Some people don't want a gift from you. They don't need to be around you. They don't need you to say nothing. They want you to run that dry clean into the... To and here's the thing. Both of y'all drive past the same cleaners. They just want you to do it to prove that y'all not talking to me. I wish I had some honest folk in here. Just do it for me. Baby, would you cook for me? Didn't you just come from the barbecue restaurant? I know, but I just want you to cook for me, though. You catching it? Acts of service, do something for me to serve me in a way so I know that you love me. Here's the fifth language, touch. Touch, touch. This is why we do harvest hugs or handshakes. Why? Because many people receive love through touch, okay, and grace. They want a hug, okay? In Denver, I've learned that everybody's not huggers here. So I ask, are you a hugger or a handshaker? Okay, because some people don't want to be hugged. Some people, I'm good. <laughs> Run that dry cleaning down. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. Say, so, say touch. Okay, would, would you do this just to, to your neighbor? Just, okay, would you just touch their shoulder and say, God loves you? <laughs> and how does it What? <laughs> Leave it alone. Can I tell you what we do, though? And I'm getting ready to close. And I'm getting ready to close. <laughs> Can you, know, you know what most of us do? We practice phantom love. What's that? We don't ask people how they receive love, and we don't tell people how we receive love. So you don't get what you want, and you don't give them what they want. I know it's simple, right? I'll shout you in a minute. I kind of pre-shouted you in prayer. Okay? We don't tell. So the whole time you know you like receiving gifts. And some of you don't know. That's why you're about to take the test. But you know you like receiving gifts. And, and watch this. And some of y'all tomorrow, <laughs> you already got your attitude ready. Come on here. Your attitude is prepackaged. Let him not have nothing. Huh? 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 Let him not have nothing. Huh? <laughs> it's prepackaged. Like you didn't already talked it out for yourself. Let there not be dinner. Unless you had production rehearsal on tomorrow. <laughs> you do yours on Friday. Don't be missing rehearsal. <laughs> Figured I'd help you out. All right. What? When you take the test, here's what I want to ask you to do. How many people are you going to take the test tonight? We're sending it to you. It's a free test. Did you already get it? You should have got it two minutes ago, 845. You got two minutes ago, okay? That means church is over, okay? Because you got the test. <laughs> you got the test. Now, here's the deal. Take the test. Here's what I want to ask you to do. 
post your res- if you if you want to do this, some of y'all are too private. You think you know government and secret service and all that. <laughs> some of y'all are so private, like what are you private for? Like I don't even say. <laughs> You're gonna be super private, like okay, all right. So, but if you want to post the results on social media, and why, Bishop? And then tag the church and me in it so that we can help other people to go take the test so that we can start a love revolution. Would you do that? And then here's the second thing. Everybody that's on your pages will know how to love you. So you can hit one, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. All y'all know that I like gifts, so come on here. You, you, you see what or you like love acts of service or whatever. Take the test, and if you post it on social media, just tag the church in it or tag me in it, and then we can start this love thing. Because here's the deal, y'all. Here's what I want to challenge you to do, and it's setting us up for Sunday's message. Is I want us to be able to clearly articulate to people, this is how I receive love. And then you'll be able to ask people, how do you receive love? And no longer, listen to me Wednesday, no longer will you be in a situation where you don't know what they want. See, a lot of people talk about, it's just ain't come, it ain't working, it ain't working. That's because y'all don't know how to talk. A lot of friendships you've canceled because y'all don't know how to talk. And just say, hey, friend, I like it when you text me and say, H-R-U. I like it when you say W-Y-D, question mark. You got it? Y'all got it? Okay, okay, okay. So how many people are going to take the test? Thank you. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, 
I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.